Hello and welcome to the pod. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Anna. And we're Entrepreneurs, a podcast by two gay idiots who are owning and operating their own businesses in the midst of end stage capitalism. Welcome. Welcome back, everybody. How are we doing? Welcome back. <laughs> we are in full blown Aries season, baby. <laughs> Oh, God. Vamp- oh, that's like dinosaur noise. That was like a velociraptor noise. Yeah, man. It's just, the egg has the egg has hitched. Um, yeah, I'm loving it. I, we yeah. had like freaking tornadoes. There was like a there was like a few days ago where it's like a whole swath of the country. Just like a bunch that of tornadoes. Like, yeah, that was like Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess it's yeah, supposed to happen I, like, again on Tuesday. I looked at the map, and it was like danger zone, top of the country to bottom of the country. <laughs> it's a party in the USA. <laughs> I don't know. I, tornadoes. Did you know that there's more tornadoes in Florida than, really? like, Illinois? Yeah. I don't think I ever had a... Maybe I had a tor- few tornado warnings. There was a few tornadoes when I lived there, and I think one of the reasons why they get a ton of tornadoes is because when the hurricane hits, there's a lot of tornadoes there in the storm system. There have been, like, three devastating tornado touchdowns in the seven years that I've lived in New Orleans. You've had, like, two in a year at the same... fuck, Like, a mile away place. from your house, but it, like, yeah. doesn't cross the river. It's bonkers. Yeah. It, like, won't... Whatever happens when it crosses the river just sends it off. Um, unfortunately, to the same neighborhood, it's hit twice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's just, like, the, the river cuts the lower ninth the ward. The lower ninth ward has really just gotten a really bad... Like, gotten dealt a very bad stack of cards. Yeah. So. It's... It's weird, but sometimes it happens like that. It's like the same, it's like lightning striking tr- twice. Also, did you know in some cultures, if you are struck twice by lightning, then you are considered a shaman? That makes sense. Does it? Does that mean that people who want to be shamans go out and seek <laughs> lightning? It might be why my dad cleans the gutters during a thunderstorm. Yeah, uh, maybe he <laughs> wants to be a shaman. Take me, because I was a, I met somebody I used to go to this spiritual circle in um, St. Pete, and it was really weird because it only lasted for, like, a year. Like, when I moved there, and then, like, the last one was, like, a month after I I moved out. And we would, like, sit in this circle, and this woman was like, I've been struck by lightning for twice. And then every she would almost bring it up every time. And then somebody would be like, do you know that means that you're a shaman? And it was just like, oh, I know she's trying to bait it. So she gets to be the ruler of the shaman circle. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I didn't come here to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe that could be a fun lie if you were speed dating or something like that. Yeah. Or just your two, your two truths. Yeah. Two truths and a lie. Throw I in. was just I'm talking a... about lying recreationally. <laughs> Not icebreaker games for awkward no, no, situations. No, like a, a speed dating, okay. and then you know you just start talking about yourself. And I mean, come on, it's just. Have you ever been speed dating, Kayleen? No, yeah. I once sat at a bar where speed dating was happening and refused to engage with it to support yeah. a friend who wanted to speed date. But I do not. I think every time I've been around a speed dating activity, it seems incredibly loud and overwhelming. Like, yeah. every, like, cause you, like, everybody is talking at once, mm-hmm. um, in a small room. I just, I can't. I ended up speed dating. I was hanging out at a bar that my friend was bartending at and they needed like one more woman. And so I was like, sure. And so I speed dated and it was an age bracket. It was like 40 and up. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't great. Um, but I, I don't know. I guess it could work. Because it's also, yeah. I mean, it's, it's good to socializing. We talk about this a lot. Building community and socializing, they're skills. Um, and it that is something that you could do to, like, build your skill set. Is like, force yourself to talk. It was way too long for me. I wish it was an hour. It was, like, two hours, and I was exhausted. Yeah. It really um, depends on how many people show up. Yeah. I think it, I don't, I don't remember. It was a lot though. And it was like five minutes each. And like, 
I don't know. I kept it really light because I didn't want to talk about anybody's kids or anything. Right. Um, I was just like, I one guy Here. I talked with about like Kundalini, and he was like, I do yoga three times, uh, or like three hours a, a day, and I live Jesus in Boulder. Christ. I know. He was like in his sixties, and I was like, you're you're probably the person that I would like most yeah, you're connect re- with. You're <laughs> retired. You were tired and into Kundalini. Three hours a day. No, he wasn't, though. He was a 5 a.m.er. He was still working. He just woke up, and that was, like, all he did. Okay. And I was like, I understand. I also don't have much of a social calendar. <laughs> yeah, that that does sound like your soulmate. <laughs> like, I go on walks. Three walks a day. Yeah. Um, I told my astrologer that. I don't hit... If I don't hit 10K steps, I start to feel antsy. Did did I tell you I have a foot injury? Yeah. I can't, like, it's still there. I can't walk. Like, Do we got to get you one of those, like, pedals for under your desk? Oh, my gosh. I see those on TikTok, and they're like, I lost so much weight. Um, no, I just, I like the spontaneity of walking. And, like, you're like, I'm walking. I don't know what I could see right now. Um, no, what I need to get... And this is going to sound such uh, orthopedic issue already, but um, I remember those Tevas I had that were platform. Yeah, I need to get those because I just really need the cushion. No, I mean I my most comfortable shoes, the ones I wear like the day after a wedding when I've done like twenty thousand steps, and my feet are in pain. Um, I, is platform Birkenstocks, not mm-hmm. regular Birkenstocks, the ones with the extra level, mm-hmm. um, and they're incredible. Yeah, um, and they make me feel so supported. I'm gonna probably need to get a second pair because I'm starting to like wear away at my original. But I firmly believe in supportive footwear. I yeah, spend extra money on work shoes that like fancy European high support work boots um that i can wear on site at weddings and then my house shoe like i have house shoes that are supportive i think birkenstocks are great um yeah because i'm thinking back on what i used to wear and i'm like where's because it's a running injury but then i'm thinking back because i've always walked a lot i've always been really active if i'm on on set like i am squatting the whole time and i've always worn platform shoes like the Tevas, I wore those like every day, or hiking boots, which also yeah, has. A I would big also, soul. I would also say um, compression socks have always been like are also really good if you're on your feet a lot. Yeah, um, I like them, but like when you're I, have, I think I need to like rehab it. But no, it's been really interesting. So I've taken like kind of a break on you like get, Pilates it, and walking to just like rest my foot, and yeah. I started doing breath work. Tell me why the fuck I'm losing weight. It's so like I don't I don't even get it. Like I because you hear like people talk about like their hormones and like I was like was I over exercising? But like I've literally just started doing breath work and like well, looking in also, the mirror. I'm like what the fuck? You also like if you're 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 not if you're not as active, you're probably eating less. I don't know. I feel like I'm eating honestly, the same. I don't know. Honestly, though. like your caloric intake has a lot more to do with your weight loss than your expenditure. Like your exercise expenditure is like five percent of your caloric burn every day. Um, what you take in is actually like what is much more of an impact. I don't feel like I'm eating less, but I'm also like not really paying attention. So yeah. Not. Yeah, who knows? It, yeah, not me. You also, you, but you're also like your parents are cooking you like fresh food as well. So like, it's been nice. Yeah. I always well, no, France was a disaster. That yeah, was like, you're you're coming off three months of just eating bread and cheese. <laughs> no, but then I I still lost weight though. That's the thing that makes you wonder what the fuck's in our food. I'm just like. I'm just eating bread and cheese and like, but like it changed. I lost my ass and that all went to like my lower belly and which is like a very stereotypical like French body. It's like very yeah. skinny legs and like a gut from wine and, and bread. Um, so I got, I got that. Um, that was, I was just assimilating. Um, 
Let's go into tarot time, shall we? All right. Yeah, I've got deck. a new deck today. A new deck today. Tarot Um, so I recently got, I don't, I need to figure out what the actual title of this is, but I, um, have the, there's a new Buffy the Vampire Slayer tarot deck. It's like officially licensed merch, really beautiful artwork, cool color scheme. It's all like purple and red and yellow, um, is like the main, the main colors. And I'm a huge Buffy fan. I would say that, um pop culture wise like that is probably the piece of media that's had the biggest impact on me um like hands down uh influences like the way i talk the like cultural references i make wait what do you say that's buffy um I'll say when I say grumble grumble, that's a willow line. I don't know. The last time I rewatched it, I was just like, wow, all my like verbal tics come from this show. <laughs> okay. The e- yeah, the easiest one to that I was like, oh, when I say grumble grumble, that is absolutely just willow on that show. She literally says that in like an early season one episode. Um, but yeah, I and then like the musical episode is like beautiful and important. Um, yeah, uh, that was like me as like a preteen. That was like my root. Um, but anyway, a card jumped out while I was shuffling, and it is the fool. I uh, feel like is, that's like funny, an ace, Kayleen. This might I be a I pulled it yesterday. I think I pulled it yesterday. Um, well, this is a threat because the character depicted on the show is the true enemy of the show, which is Xander Harris. Um, which is one because of Buffy's best off of friends. Ace of Swords, Ace of Wands, and then the Fool. And then Ew. the Fool, baby. You got new shit happening, and that is a threat. You're going to start <laughs> over. You're starting over. Um, and, uh, yeah, in the story of the tarot, uh, you first, you got your... You got your uh, your intentions and your emotions aligned, and now it's time to take action and take the first step on that new journey. Um, and yeah, your the slate is wiped clean, whether you wanted to or not. Start something new, embrace the spring. The fool is also the card for Aries, which uh-huh. is like when it's a new astrological year. Um, it's time to be. Uh, to bring in dumb baby energy to the yeah to your daily life, um, just uh, the fool tells us to like embrace spontaneity and um, the enthusiasm that comes with being a beginner. Uh, you know, when we're we were younger and we didn't realize that we could be bad at things, and so we just tried things without any level of like self consciousness. So take that. I would also say, on the heels of Two Aces and the Fool, <laughs> we have a... That's like a good band name. Two Aces and the Fool! <sighs> I would like to be an ace, but I'm definitely the fool. Yeah, of course. Um, it's funny, because I pulled that yesterday for work, and it just, like, I shuffled a few Fool's times. Days. And it was April Fool's Day. And I pulled it a few times, or, like, I shuffled a few times, and it just like fell out of the deck so wow i'm so that's so cool you get you know the fool i just get the tower um also aries card two sides mm-hmm. of the coin baby the fool and the, the tower, fool and Honestly, tower. They're not that different really one is just a little more ominous but sometimes i trust the ominous more because at least it's being honest um so at the end of the month on April 19th, we're having a full, or yeah, we're having a total solar eclipse in Aries. So I feel like we're kind of getting some of that energy in. Uh, If you subscribe to the newsletter, I wrote a whole list of how to work with eclipse energy and like manifest during it because everybody says that it's not a great time to manifest, but I say that they're wusses. Um, because <laughs> we're doing your apocalypse rela- magic, your baby. <laughs> relationship to the moon is your own. That's like do what you do with the moon. Yeah. Don't let anybody else tell you. Yeah. 
it's my favorite time. I think it's like the most powerful transit. I saw a full solar eclipse once and I felt like literally physically ill afterwards. And then it just like moved all these things. But um, it's kind of like Moldite, I think. I feel like that's kind of like the energy of like two aces and a, and, and a fool. It's just like, yeah, I've never happen. had Moldavite, but um, I recently got a piece of uh, turquoise that apparently is bringing interesting things into my life. Yeah. I should take it out today when I go to the botanical gardens and see what happens. I, so I'm going to mention this on air real quick. So I don't know if I've talked about like my very strange love affair with Ammonite, but it actually began with Kayleen and in an eclipse series, um, a mutual, a friend of the pod gave us some Ammonite about two years ago, almost exactly. And it just took us time traveling, um, and so I had this piece of ammonite for like two years and maybe two and a half years or I don't math. Oh, a, a bit, a bit. And um, when I was in Amsterdam, I gave it to my friend and it was for Christmas. And she texted me um, because I had just channeled a message for her very, very specifically about her business and like the action steps to do with it, which is really convenient when that happens, especially if it's not you. Um, and I was about to write and send her a letter and she texted me a photo of the ammonite that I had given her. It had shattered into three pieces. Um, and it was like really thick too. And she was like, I feel like this is a new beginning for me. And I was like, dude, same. Because I had such a, like, I wore that piece of ammonite during, like, my kundalini awakening. Um, and I think it kind of brought me through a lot. So, new beginnings also are endings. A shattering, perhaps. So. Yeah, I'll say the first time that we used that ammonite, we had been gifted it. And you we were about to go on a walk, and you put it in your back pocket. And you said, I wonder what this will do. And I said, time travel, probably. It's a fossil. And literally, we got, like, three blocks into our walk, and you ran into someone you hadn't seen in eight years. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was really cool. And then introduced me to all these faded people. And then I did an eclipse ritual maybe, like, a week or two after that. And we did like a crazy Taurus ritual too. Oh yeah, and we slept through the that, tornado. And we slept through the tornado. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was really nice. We slept maybe the best I've ever slept. And yeah. the, the adventures that me and Kayleen went on on I that particular trip segment. was like wild. I had a segment in my dream journal and I looked through it and it was like seven of the dreams I had had and then like happened within like that week time span. So yeah. Anyway, Ammonite's a cool one. Maybe that's... I feel like it's also very, like, eclipse energy. I fucking love the eclipse. Um, go for it. If you yeah. want. Or don't. Cool. Um, All right. Let's talk about our main uh, dish. the main dish. Set the table. We are serving the main dish. Do, 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 so we do, can do... do, do, do. We're going to talk about, like, our systems and our processes. Um, yeah, I feel like we're switching from to... a very, very ephemeral topic to a very practical one, abruptly. Yeah. Well. That's us. The veil's gone. <laughs> veil's gone. So we're going to do take a peek into the, our different systems and strategies. We're going to start with the podcast and then go take a peek behind the curtain on our own personal businesses. So... We can kind of dive into like what our step by step looks like and then what like our tech stack is um, as well. So, Kayleen, you want to you want to start us off about what you do with the podcast? Yeah. So basically what happens is we record a podcast. Uh, I send Anna my audio file. We have like and, one or two days that we sent that we record. And we're, we're yes. pretty like strict about that. Yeah, we will either record on like a Sunday or a Monday based on our availability um or whatever's going on. If if we like know that someone is traveling or like whatever we'll batch episodes, we'll like do like two at once. Doesn't happen very often. Um and then I will send Anna my audio. Anna will edit it all together send the file back to me and then I create the listing on, I, I will upload it so that it can um, get added to the streams. So I use, we, we use Squarespace as 
our website host as well as our podcast host because they have a functionality there um, where they'll just set up the RSS feed um, and get it to all of the and then you just have to list it with different um, podcast services. So we're listed with Spotify, Apple and Stitcher. Um, if there's any other service you want us on, you can always hit us up in the DMs. Um, and so I will up like create a create a post for each episode, write a um, description. I have like a formula that I follow. Um, if you've ever actually paid attention to the descriptions, it's like the same kind of structure to it. Um, and then I, um, yeah, I'll li- like fill out the show notes and then schedule it to be uploaded very early in the morning on a Wednesday. And then Anna will write a newsletter post that I will edit and then will get sent out the following day. And we use ConvertKit for our... Um, yes, for our, for our yeah. newsletter. Yeah, and then in terms of like the more structural basis of it, we have it broken up into seasons and yeah. each season is eight episodes and then there may be one episode that is longer that has a bonus episode but i can't remember yeah and we yeah i think you're right yeah if we had a bunch of interviews or something yeah we kind of uh intentionally release a start a season the closest possible to that seasonal equinox or solstice Mm-hmm. that's just how so, we started it so it's how we've continued it yeah we started on the summer so that solstice. gives us like a three or four week break between seasons. Which I, I, we structured it that way kind of intentionally because I think we, it's both really important to us that we have breaks uh-huh. and that we have some sort of like consistency in place as well. Um, so I would really encourage, I say this, anybody who's freelancing or has their own business, like, Please take time off um, yeah. because it's just going to be worth it for the long run. Your, your yeah, work yeah. is going to be better. You, um, I, I we feel get a like, chance to miss each other. <laughs> yeah. I feel like um, working in theater uh, really blessed me with a, with a seasonality, with like mm-hmm. a, a brain toward seasonality to the point where like now I try to like really intentionally structure my year Um in ways where I look for downtime because going full speed ahead all year long is like not natural and it's not sustainable. So trying to find times um, you can be consistent and take breaks like consistent. Like we talked about last week, consistency does not mean you do the same thing every day or the same thing every week. Consistency can look like monthly or quarterly or yearly. Um, and it's okay to just like give yourself the breaks that you need. One um, of my cats is just sprinting across the house. I know, I forth. see it. <laughs> like, well, I think it's Athena. Her, their dogs a, in. Yeah, Athena's getting her morning zoomies. <laughs> um, I want to touch on this also. So when we made our marketing strategy, um, there's definitely like a lot of different things that you can do for your podcast. Um, you see a lot of people with like video shorts and using like the audio and making all of these different things to like promote their podcast. Um, We did little audio bumps for like the first season or two. Yeah. It was like way too much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like we don't really have a very active social media presence. Like we have an Instagram and we post. We don't really use it. Like kind of. We post when the episode drops. Anna's better about it than I am. Yeah. People people view it, though. Like, people it's really view funny. it. People like, half te- of our viewer, half of our followers view it on that. And I wonder why that is. I wonder why the um, engagement is, like, the ratio is so high. Honestly, probably because we're not super active on it. They boost yeah. people the less you use it yeah. in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then when we started this, we're almost at our two-year mark. Um, we were interested in this in the long game and making this sustainable for us for the long game. Um, because, like, a lot of podcasts really don't 
start popping off until like like three or five years, which is yeah. just which is insane. Um, but it's also yeah, like we've also like to pull the curtain back. We've never um, reached out to any networks or agents or anything like that. We've never like shopped this around. Um, and we've never solicited sponsorship besides like casually mentioning on the podcast that <laughs> if you want to sponsor an episode, pay you for can. our Disney trip. <laughs> pay for our Disney trip. God. Um, um, and then yeah. at the beginning of every season, we have maybe like a week or two before we have like a brainstorm session where we meet and then we list out kind of like a brain dump of different topics and then guest ideas and then we just each our guest process our guest inquiry process um usually honestly for myself I find almost all of the guests that I'm responsible for on TikTok so and I I find all the guests that I'm responsible for in real life yeah it's very strange so for me I'll send them like a DM uh I actually just sent one today um I don't send them a lot because there there has to be something that uh, in the book that we read by the podcast brothers. What are their names, Kayleen? The McElroys. The McElroys. They talk. Yeah. They have a really nice book about like starting a podcast, and they're like, when you get guests, don't um, clout chase and look for people with high numbers. Look for people that have good energy that will be like very compelling and listenable. And I think we've done a really good job with that. Like, I a, still a want, lot of our guests. I still want Madeline Pendleton on this podcast. I want her to talk about her socialist business. Oh, the TikTok. Oh, she's yeah, a TikToker. Yeah. I love her. She's um, like, send, she's like I'll, I'll Photoshop your bank statement so you can get housing. <laughs> like, yeah, she's fucking great. And she, like, she has a business in which she and all of, all of her employees make the same fucking amount of money. And she like, I don't know the way she talks about how she structure, how she like structures being a compassionate employer in a capitalist structure is really, I I find inspiring. Well, right. Because I think what is really unique about this podcast and also just, I just did my taxes and I, I got to write off almost like half of my rent. Like almost like like fifteen thousand dollars just for fucking rent, yeah. like because I worked out of my apartment and like that was like my utilities and every everything it took and like America oh, I have to do my taxes. Fuck yeah, America is just structured to for business owners. It really is, and every country is going to be different, and there's going to be different ways to finesse every single system. Like, in France, you take unemployment for, like, two or three years. Like, that's how you finesse a system. That's how you get a break. In America, you own a business, and you build it, and you so you can solicit these, these clientele that, that have a lot of money because that's how it's structured here. There's only a few people that have a lot of money. And, like, I, you know, market to that. Um but I think it really is a way to have policy change as well. Um, I, I don't know if I, we're kind of going left field here, but I don't know if voting is really going to do as much um, in terms of policy change. But you know what changes a lot of policy? Lobbying. And mm-hmm. lobbying has really been for these really fucked up causes, but the people can lobby. The people, there are people's lobbying groups that represent, like, grassroots organizations. They just need money. (laughs) Yeah. Anywho, that was kind of, like, the principle of of this podcast is that, like, we are in end-stage capitalism and we, owning a business uh, is one of the best ways to get through it and survive and thrive. Um, Yeah. With them, either if it's like a multiple stream of income because your fucking employer's not paying you a living wage as we're in like a cost of living crisis, or you just want more like you want the autonomy to not fucking listen to somebody, which is my situation. Right. <laughs> um, but we were really interested in people 
also queer people, obviously, the entrepreneur queers too, because that's like a whole side of it. Of it's different. It's it's different for a lot of queer people because yeah, how you navigate dynamics. space as a queer mm-hmm. person in the midst of capitalism in spaces that are dominated by like cis white heteropatriarchy is like it's different. You have to move differently. Um, you have to get more creative, um, and you have to work harder, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, we, I both dream of, um, a world in which, uh, we can all be as mediocre as white men. Yeah. And still be successful. Yeah, but I think that that's another, like, core value of this podcast is to build this community of queer entrepreneurs and business owners to have that that kickback community as well because that's how a lot of things work it's through is yeah is your network uh it's through kickbacks it's through referrals it's through um having people that you can email like hey i'm doing this do you know anybody that would be interested or dming because that's how a lot of stuff happens it really fucking yeah it's how you connect and um i mean we're I think we're seeing it. Um, We're seeing the gays get more powerful, even in the face of pretty intense legislation around the country. We're seeing it. Like, we're, I, I I don't know the statistics, but there's got to be more gay rich people than there have ever been. Gay business owners. Yeah. Right? There's probably more gay people than there's ever been. Give give us the statistics. Do a study. (laughs) No, because the research yeah. team would need to be gay. Like, straight people aren't going to look that up. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, Trans Day of Visibility was Friday. Or, yeah. Um, so that, I think, was really a power. It was really powerful, like, from what I observed. Um, and, yeah, I think also, like, just a reminder, if we're talking about investing into our community, is that... Trans people are powerful, but super vulnerable right yeah. now. So um, look into how you can support uh, specifically trans women of color, <laughs> um, but all trans people in your community right now um, and ways in which uh, monetarily, socially or spiritually you can protect them uh, because there's a lot of hateful people in our government that really seem like weirdly obsessed with uh stripping them of power at the moment mm-hmm. so yeah anyway yeah um do we want to talk about personal systems i don't know if we have time honestly because okay. i feel like we have i want to touch yeah, we kinda, a little bit because yeah. I, I know i could go on and on about my business and there's a few more things i want to talk about like with the the podcast system yeah. Um, okay. Great. So we were we're talking about before I got derailed by capitalism, politics, and, and queer gays. identity. Um, <laughs> I find a lot of them on uh, TikTok. And Kayleen, I went. You can talk about your process on like who you think would be a good fit. And I send them a DM if we're friends. If we're not, I send them a DM on like Instagram. And then I'm like, hey, this is uh, this is the podcast. We would love to have you on. And then I usually always write, like, our description. Um, this is our podcast link. We are, quote, two gay idiots owning and operating uh, their own businesses during the midst of end-stage capitalism, end quote. So they just have, like, an idea of, like, whether they yeah. think that they would be a good fit for the podcast. Um, and then, And then I also pitch... I try to pitch around, like, three topics that I want to talk to them about. Um, I think if you're ever pitching, like, like don't ever ask people to, like, talk about whatever you want to talk. No, it's your project. What do you want them to speak on? Yeah. And why? And that also, like, tells them why you're interested in them as a guest mm-hmm. in a way that's not just chasing clout. You're like, no, I think that we could have a really good conversation about these things one of these three things yeah i i like sent a dm today um and and i was asking yeah i had three points honestly based off of like three 
two TikTok videos and then I like scrolled her um, portfolio and like I was like oh you've worked with them like can we talk about that like I don't know but I'm just interested in that space in general um so they say yes and then I send an email and I have like a pdf and this is also the cool part about systems um I have like a lot of pdfs for my business and they're cool but I also half wonder if people ever read them because I feel like a lot of times you'll listen to these like systems and strategies and like client experiences and it's like send them pdfs I don't know if people read them honestly I mean do you send pdfs for what I, you do like do people actually read that um occasionally but in my experience uh sometimes people don't even read their fucking contracts yeah so yeah um I am a person that reads through everything that gets sent to me if it's for something, but I know that I that that's an anomaly, and that's why I'm very good at what I do. Yeah, I it's because I read documents um, and communicate well. But not everybody has that skill set or attention span or reading comprehension. To be quite honest, yeah, a lot of people read shit and don't retain I'll, it. I'll touch on this real quick. Um, when I send a contract, I have the deposit that's due. And then the um, ways that, like, I accept payment. And that's in the contract. But then I also send that in an email because, like, that's important. Yeah. That's how I get paid. Like, I have, like, the date yep. of the shoot. I have the deposit amount and the deposit, like, where you can send it to. My contracts are long. Yeah. <laughs> I have, yeah, I list out what I'm responsible for, what the client is responsible for, and then a lot of shit to cover my ass if things go sideways, so. I just have, like, an act of God clause, um, where it's just, like. Oh, I even have a clause saying that I'm not responsible um, for overconsumption of alcohol by <laughs> anyone in attendance of the oh, event. that's funny. I have. Like, yeah. I, this one, if you are creative, I would suggest this clause, um. You have viewed and approved my work and understand that quality may vary on X, Y, and Z, and you cannot get a refund if the quality is not up to your standard. Like, yeah, because people, yeah. like, you're going to do it, and they can't just be like, I don't like it, I'm not going to pay. Um, so you need to have something. Yeah, no, that's not how it works. Yeah, you, you need to have something. It's not, about your, it's not about your preferences, it's about my labor. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one, Kayleen. Yeah, I also have clauses built in if the scope of an event changes, like if it requires more a scope time. scope one I is a good one, yeah. Um, if it requires more time, if more venues are added, or the guest count goes above 200, um, there are additional fees that if any of those markers get hit. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> if but the, yeah, the anyway, mother-in-law yeah, people... is a see you next Tuesday... <laughs> I get paid an $1,000 cash bonus. Yep. Um, so, yeah, my I just opened up a sample contract. My contract is about three pages long that uh, I sent that for most clients. Mine is only two, um, but I have a lot of, like, for the most part, the deliverables is just, like, the most important thing for me. Um, like, how long yeah. they are and what they are. Um and then, yeah, I have some, like, act of God stuff. But, like, a, a contract will – I've had to do a dispute before with a vendor um, through Square because one of my clients didn't want to pay me. And I just had – get as much as you can in writing uh, via email and then a contract and you really should be okay. Um, but yeah. it depends. Sometimes you have to go to arbitration. But uh, if you're in the right – you know, you can sue. I remember my friend told me that. Um, actually, not my friend. My ex-friend. He's evil, but gave me very good advice. He was just like, oh, you're a business owner? Okay, I mean, you just be ready to sue. Like, that's going to happen. And that's, I think, this. Yeah. I mean, it's America. And especially if you get to a certain level, you're doing it at a certain amount yeah, of time. I would also say... Um, if you have any friends who are who are lawyers or par like give someone give someone with knowledge like your contract to review to see if they have any tips. I had a lawyer make it's always mine good to, and I know that I think that's It's good to have advice. legal counsel. Yeah. It's good to have legal counsel. Um, make sure your shit is tight. Mhm. Mm beautiful beautiful contract. All right. 
going back to the interview process, send the PDF, which I'm not sure that they read, but then having the two days that we record on, we're just kind of like, if you can pick a chunk in between like the next month, these two days around these times, we we were sending calendars for a little bit, but like, I just, yeah, we were using Calendly, but like our, our, both of our availability changes so much that it was. And we only use it for that, that we just, like, it was hard to stay on top of. Yeah, I feel like sometimes, like, having the extra plug-in, like, I I don't know if you necessarily need it. You can just, um, don't do it. And I think that's an important thing about your process and your systems, is it just needs to be something that is sustainable for you, that doesn't overwhelm you, and that you're going to stick to. Because that's how your system works, is if you stick to it. Um, not if it's the most complex and elegant and has the, the deepest tech stack. If it's just draining you, then it's stupid. I would encourage everybody to find like a very simple way. And then also with any sort of symptom, systems or processes or contracts, the more you do something, you realize like, oh, I need to add a system for that. Or, oh, I need to add this clause in my contract as things get up, come up. So... You can test them, and you are going to always change them, honestly. That's how you're going to succeed as a business owner. Yeah. Change all the time. Well, we can't go into our individual systems, but can we throw out a few of our favorite um, tools for Um, without going into it too much? Yeah. I have the... We're both big users of Notion. Yeah. I like Notion. I use Adobe and Final Cut Pro. I, Adobe I use a lot. I probably use Adobe almost every day, either with Illustrator or um, audio. We use. I like ConvertKit, too, for emails. Um, I use YouTube a lot for hosting my videos. Um, yeah. And I honestly think that sending a couple specific videos on YouTube is a lot better than like a sizzle reel um, for like a client. I agree. Uh, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Notion. I've kind of, and I love how many templates there are, free templates, like for a variety of different, and there's so many resources on YouTube too about how to create different Notion workspaces. I've built mine around um, the a book called Getting Things Done. I had a boss um, previously that was real, really freaking loved that organizational system, and I've also found that it's pretty good for me. My big struggle is that when I get super busy, I just don't use it, right. um, which has always been my struggle. Um, and then I... Google Calendar. All my... So much of my... That's like my second brain. I put reminders, I put events, I put my schedule, I put everything into google calendar um and then i would say just a fancy pen and paper journal and to-do list yeah that's what i use the most of i have a notepad on my desk that's just meeting notes like just for notes from for zoom meetings um because i don't like to type and talk on my computer at the same time yeah i i do i have a system called the everything journal and it's where i write down like my free writing where I write down my dreams where I make a physical calendar where I do like my tarot polls where I do my meeting notes where I do my to-do list where I do my brain dump where I do my launch strategy it's all in the same thing because you know what that used to be called what a commonplace book a commonplace book yes because it's your commonplace book there's a couple reasons why I really like it um because finishing a journal feels so fucking good. Um, and if I have everything in the same journal, then I feel like it's the progress that um, that yeah. I want to have. So I love that. And then also, I just wouldn't use... I tried to have separate journals for things, but I would just always put it yeah. into the same one. So I just decided, this is where it wants to go. <laughs> so this is where it's going to stand. Um Great. So I I love it. I, I really don't use Google Calendar at all. Sometimes people send me invites, but I will write it. Um, if it's like super far out, I will write it um, 
I make like a calendar. I just draw out a calendar in my journal. And then I just, I'll do like a to-do list and deadline for like the week on like Sunday or Monday. Sundays I really like to do planning. Um, That makes me feel really good. Um, But yeah, the power of the to-do list really... Oh, and then I repeat. I don't know if a lot of people do things, um, but sometimes I'll make a to-do list every day, and the things that didn't get done on yesterday's to-do list will get on today's, and like sometimes it goes for like a fucking month. It really will. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like God. I'm real. Sometimes I will do stuff something because I'm so sick of writing it down every day. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a I'm good like, one. Okay, we have a treat for right. you today. Listeners, mm-hmm. I'm doing the bro book review today. Mm-hmm. Bro book reviews. I read a bro book every week so you don't have to. Um, I'm not actually finished with this book, but I'm really fucking liking it and it made sense to do it with today's topic. And that is Atomic Habits, An Easy and Proven Way to Build Good Habits and Break Bad Ones by James Clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and this book, I think, is for anyone who's, like, really into habits and routines, um, is freaking phenomenal. Or if there's behaviors of yours that you want to change or, um, what have you. But the key, the key point of this book is that our outcomes are tied to two things, which is your behavior and your habits, Um, And that the power of your identity is going to be more impactful than your um, than a fixation on just purely the outcome of something. Um, So creating habits um, is like something that you have to do because you want to become someone, not because you want to achieve something. Um, and one of the things that I really liked is he said that, um, we do not rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. Mm -hmm. So, um, he argues that systems are much more important than goals because a goal, you hit it and you achieve it. Whereas a system is something that you can potentially put in place forever and it changes your behavior. Um, and he also argues, I think, really powerfully powerfully for the 1% incremental change each day. So if you can just aim to be 1% better each day, that grows exponentially over time. Um, and you can see... So you may not see fast results, but you will see long-term results. Um, so yeah, I really... One thing I know that one of the things he gets into that I haven't gotten to yet is the habit loop, which is how to actually build habits, which is like through um, habit stacking, giving yourselves rewards, building um, anticipation and cravings around habits. Um, So I'm excited to get to that. But yeah, I think this is definitely worth a read or a listen or watch a YouTube video about it, but I think um, I think he's really onto something. I we talk about that on the podcast too. That like a lot of times habits are like, oh, you can achieve these goals, but it's like no, like they can keep you alive. And I think that is essentially yeah. more important that you can regulate your nervous system so you don't get fucking derailed yeah. and have to like rise from a phoenix like the ashes. I here's okay. Here's an unhinged habit nobody asked for. Sundays are for enemas. Uh, I knew it was going to be about poop. I knew you were going to bring enemas into this somehow. Anna loves no, enemas. It, only every Sunday. It's nice. It's a, it's it's the planning day. It really freshens the mind. I, I've literally done an enema when I'm feeling like depressed. And something about that water in your intestines really just perks you up. Um, I, this is not medical advice. <laughs> I've never had an enema. That's okay. Most people haven't. Okay. (laughs) I know my audience. All right. Well, (laughs) great habits, y'all. Yeah, plan your day and have an enema. Happy Sunday. (laughs) I ruined it for Kayleen. (laughs) (laughs) We had a great episode going. We had to bring enemas into it. Well, you know, you can't yuck somebody's yum. 
you know? I'm not yucking your yum. I know it's also your beauty, your beauty hack. So. <laughs> I made a TikTok one time and it was like, this beauty hack has, I've been using for 15 years and like, all, I was like, guess what it is? And like all the comments were guessing. And then people were like, it's not fair for somebody with inherently good skin to talk about that, which is funny because I used to have really bad acne, like terrible acne. Yeah, you have in, you ha- you also have intensely sensitive skin. Yeah, no, really. Like I don't really wash it or do anything on it because it fucking burns. Um, and so, yeah, everybody was really pissed when I did a Phantom of the Opera montage of my enema bag. <laughs> <laughs> she really, yeah, she teased it for a while and then people were not happy with the reveal. <laughs> I was like, got to keep them on their toes, baby. <laughs> All right, Kayleen, what are your plugs? Um, you can hit me up on Swamp Witch with four eyes on Instagram. Um, I'm in the heat of wedding season, so we're not getting a lot of candle action. Although I do think we will be at a market at the Domino in New Orleans on April 16th. So if you want to swing by, I may or may not be there, but my business partner will. Um, if you want to grab some candles, uh, that's Candles Unincorporated. The podcast, you can follow at entrepequeers.podcast on Instagram, entrepequeers.com. You can shoot us an email at entrepequeer, singular, at gmail.com. And you should throw some money in our Ko-Fi so that we can go to Disney World. Mm, Disney baby. Okay. Disney baby. So we, you can find me on the.fakeguru on Instagram. And the fake guru on TikTok. TikTok is still around. I'm shit posting. Um, it's been a good time again. It was kind of weird there for a little bit, but that's the thing. We carry on. Subscribe to our newsletter. I'm probably going to be yelling about the eclipse. Um, yeah, love you guys and have a gay day. Have a gay day. Adios.